ever wish you could erase all the baggage, all the hurt, all the frustration and confusion that came when you left the church? You know Jesus holds the hope in your heart, but you are still working through some very confusing emotions, and I get it. Oh, geez, do I get it. It took me 20 years of sifting through those emotions to finally come to a place of peace and move forward with the joy in my heart that only God's steadfast love can give. I do not want it to take you 20 years. I want you to start your new life in Christ today, right now. If you're nodding your head along with me, then you need to head on over to findingfaithabove.com slash breakthrough session so you can sit down with me, girlfriend to girlfriend, and power through this because you do not need to go another day carrying all that baggage. What is keeping you stuck from moving forward? Are you missing that person removed from it all that can give you honest feedback without judgment? I'm here for you. Is it family, truth, the feeling of being lost? Together, we'll hash it all out and we'll get you on a path to a true relationship with Jesus after religion. It is possible and it starts right now. I can't wait to talk to you. Findingfaithabove.com slash breakthrough session. Today we are continuing our series in Romans. We are reading Romans chapter 3. Paul continues to talk to the Jewish people, addressing them as those entrusted with God's word. Can we ever be perfect? Because one has the law, does that make them less sinful? Is anyone without sin? And then it starts to get really good. What are we justified by? Through faith. It's all about his grace, friends. I'm excited about this one today. Let's get started. Hi, you are listening to Finding Faith Above. I'm Shelby Hosfield on a mission to help you find your true purpose in his great name after leaving religion. Here's a hint. It's all about grace, girlfriend. Here we are discovering what it means to be a Christian as an adult, as a mom, as someone who's just finding faith. Maybe you left a different religion. Maybe you are just meeting Jesus for the first time. Here, we are learning how to live our purpose through God's grace, not works. I spent years turning my back on him, but he never gives up on us. How does your life, your mindset, your family, business, everything change when you lay it all down and decide to walk with him? This is Sunday School mixed with the best coffee talk with your girlfriends. You are listening to Finding Faith Above. We are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. And this is true for everyone who believes, no matter who we are. That's Romans 3.22 in the NLT. So we're continuing our series this week in Romans because I love Romans. I think it is just such an amazing book uh, written by Paul uh, that really just describes our uh, our salvation. I, I mean, in general, I mean, that's, that's kind of the basic concept of it is um, he... He wrote this uh, later in his works and really just is describing to the Roman church at the time um, all about what it means to be a Christian. And I think it's just so incredibly fascinating and I love it. So that's why we're doing this. So in the last week's passage, Paul addresses the Jewish people of the day. Many of them at that time um, had come to the conclusion that Jewish people were saved merely just by being Jewish. And there was a lot of questions at the time about what it meant to be Jewish, the chosen people of God, or, and, (laughs) what did it mean to be a Gentile or a Greek? That was basically everyone else. If they wanted to be Christian, were Gentiles required to uphold Jewish laws if they wanted to be a Christian? 
This was a bit confusing at the time, and there was a lot of debate around this. So Paul explains that it is not the ceremonial circumcision, the law, or being in a specific group that justifies you before God. For it is not the hearers of the law who are righteous before God, but the doers of the law who will be justified. That's Romans 2.13 in the ESV. So that's what we were uh, looking at last week, that obeying the law is a matter of the heart, not the action. And the the ceremony of it all and, and the law and the way that it all works is an outward expression of an inward devotion. And his praise is not from man, but from God. That's Romans 2.29. So essentially in much of chapter 2, he's calling out hypocrites. <laughs> just say it bluntly. He's basically saying, um, you can't just know the law and then be justified. You have to actually work from your heart. That's what it is. Um, it is, is where is your heart at? And, and is it uh, in line with the Spirit? So, okay, so then this week, chapter three, um, Paul continues to talk to the Jewish people. He's addressing them as those entrusted with God's word because the Jewish people at the time, they had been entrusted with the covenant of God and his word. There are many people that would have never even had the opportunity to, to read God's word. Uh, so that was a really amazing thing. Um, but then as we go through this passage, then he talks a bit more about what we are justified by, uh, what we are saved through and by. So remember some context again at this time, Paul is writing to the Roman church um, and trying to just explain to them the way that it is to be a Christian and what this means. Um, but as with, as with much of the Bible, um, even though this was written for a specific time, there remains a context we must understand when reading it in any passage, uh, but it is a living word. And these verses continue to speak to us and the people of today. Um, throughout all of the Bible, these words just come alive in, in what we're going through in today's world, um, just as the people did at that time. All right, so let's jump in. We're going to read now. This is... Um, entitled, God Remains Faithful. Then, what's the advantage of being a Jew? Is there any value in the ceremony of circumcision? Yes, there are great benefits. First of all, the Jews were entrusted with the whole revelation of God. True, some of them were unfaithful, and just because they were unfaithful, does that mean God will be unfaithful? Of course not. Even if everyone else is a liar, God is true, as the scriptures say about him. You will be proved right in what you say, and you will win your case in court. That's Psalms 51.4 that Paul is referencing back to. But some might say our sinfulness serves as a good purpose, for it helps people see how righteous God is. Isn't it unfair then for him to punish us? This is merely a human point of view. Of course not. If God were not entirely fair, how would he be qualified to judge the world? But someone might still argue, how can God condemn me as a sinner if my dishonesty highlights his truthfulness and brings him more glory? And some people even slander us by claiming that we say, the more we sin, the better it is. Those who say such things deserve to be condemned. The next section, all people are sinners. 
Well then, should we conclude that we Jews are better than others? No, not at all. For we have already shown that all people, whether Jews or Gentiles, are under the power of sin. As the scriptures say, No one is righteous, not even one. No one is truly wise. No one is seeking God. All have turned away. All have become useless. No one does good, not a single one. Their talk is foul like the stench from an open grave. Their tongues are filled with lies. Snake venom drips from their lips. Their mouths are full of cursing and bitterness. They rush to commit murder. Destruction and misery always follow them. They don't know where to find peace. They have no fear of God at all. Paul is referencing Psalms 36.1 there. Obviously, the law applies to those to whom it was given, for its purpose is to keep people from having excuses and to show that the entire world is guilty before God, for no one can ever be made right with God by doing what the law commands. The law simply shows us how sinful we are. Christ took our punishment, but now God has shown us a way to be made right with him without keeping the requirements of the law as was promised in the writings of Moses and the prophets long ago. We are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ, and this is true for everyone who believes, no matter who we are. For everyone has sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious standard. Yet God, in His grace, freely makes us right in His sight. He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty for our sins. For God presented Jesus as the sacrifice for sin. People are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed his life, shedding his blood. This sacrifice shows that God was being fair when he held back and did not punish those who sinned in times past. For he was looking ahead and including them in what he would do in this present time. God did this to demonstrate his righteousness, for he himself is fair and just, and he makes sinners right in his sight when they believe in Jesus. Can we boast then that we have done anything to be accepted by God? No, because our acquittal is not based on obeying the law. It is based on faith. So we have made right with God through faith and not by obeying the law. After all, is God the God of the Jews only? Isn't he also the God of the Gentiles? Of course he is. There is only one God, and he makes people right with himself only by faith, whether they are Jews or Gentiles. Well then, if we emphasize faith, does this mean that we can forget about the law? Of course not. In fact, only when we have faith do we truly fulfill the law. That's Romans chapter 3, verses 1 through 31, and that is the in the NLT version. All right, so let's take a look at this and break this down a little bit more. Paul starts this passage by asking, if we said in chapter 2 that God will show no favoritism to the Jewish people for having the law over the Gentile, who does not, then what advantage is there to be Jewish? Paul responds with, much. (laughs) The Jewish people were the only ones to have the word of the living God at this time. If you were not Jewish, there was a super good chance that you will have had no access to God's word. Think about that. We know through the word of God that we are able to become so much closer to him. 
Our relationship with him is largely based on our time we spend in his word, learning about him. The Jewish people had the word and a covenant with the one true living God. That's huge. But Paul wants to make this distinction. Having the law does not save or justify us with the Lord. The law serves actually to highlight the fact that we can never be perfect as God is. For by works of the law, no human being will be justified in his sight, since through the law comes knowledge of sin. That's Romans 3.20 in the ESV. None is righteous. No, not one. The law simply shows us how sinful we are. But God is good. And for me, this is when it all starts to get super good and why I love Romans. In the ESV, the wording starts off a little bit different. But now the righteousness of God has been manifested apart from the law. So that's Romans 3, 21 in the ESV. So God's faithfulness is not shown through the law. Rules don't justify us with him. I'm going to repeat this next part because I cannot say it any better. Paul says it the best way possible. So I can't even turn it around. I'm just going to, I'm just going to reread part of this so that we can go over this part again, because it's so good for everyone has sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious standard. Yet God in his grace freely makes us right in his sight. He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty of our sins. For God presented Jesus as the sacrifice for sin. People are made right with God when they believe that Jesus' sacrifice, his life, shedding his blood. This sacrifice shows that God was being fair when he held back and he did not punish those who sinned in times past. For he was looking ahead and including them in what he would do in the present time. God did this to demonstrate his righteousness for he himself is fair and just and he makes sinners right in his sight when they believe in Jesus. That little part there is 23 through 26. I mean, come on. <laughs> Does that not say it all right there? He then follows this by stating that our boasting and our works and our obeying of the law does not make us accepted by God. It does not save us, make us more right or better than anyone else. We can never be perfect. So we are made right with God through faith and not by obeying the law. But then Paul says something that I do not believe I would have completely understood even a short time ago. Not until you have really, truly given your life to Christ does all of this seem to all of a sudden make sense? And I've said this before, but I feel like the Bible is like an ocean because we can start off just reading it and kind of wading in the paddling pool, like kind of just seeing the little bits and pieces on the surface. But the more we understand of God and the more that we you know, lay everything down and we walk with him, all of a sudden everything starts to open up in even a different way. And we start to understand it and we start to really truly get what it is that God wants for our life. So he says then, well then, if we emphasize faith, does this mean that we can forget about the law? Of course not. In fact, only when we have faith do we truly fulfill the law? And that's verse 31. So that's how he ends it. When we surrender to God, 
we turn our life to Christ, we walk in faith, something different happens. You want to follow him. You want to obey. You want to live to know him and make him known. Only when we have faith do we understand what it means to uphold law. This is what happens when we start to understand his grace. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God put forward as a propitiation by his blood to be received by faith. That's 23 through 25 in the ESV. So here are a few questions to consider about this passage that we read today. Number one, what does Paul say about God in verses one through eight? Go back, read through that, see what he says about who God is. Number two, like the Jewish people had been entrusted with God's word in Paul's time, we have been entrusted with the gospel of Jesus Christ. How have you upheld his teachings? Number three, why do you believe Paul chose to quote from the Old Testament so often in this passage? What message is it bringing? Number four, what is said about how God treated the sins of past times? I do think this is something that's come up before, even in my day-to-day life. Uh, my son even asked me, what happened to all of the people who lived before Christ? Like what, like where does that all fit in with things? And we're going to get into that a little bit more even next week uh, about what it meant to have faith um, and and what that all meant for the people before Christ. So we're going to talk about that a little bit more. But right now, what is it saying about uh, the people of past times in this passage? And number five, do you feel like you are walking by faith or boasting in achievements? How do you feel about Paul's statement that nothing you do, no level of obeying will save you, but rather it is through God's grace we are made right? What does that mean to you? I know this can be a little uncomfortable depending on what past you you are coming from. <laughs> you know, is it a little bit more of a, a legalistic type of approach? Uh, or are you truly living by grace? Oh my goodness, so I love that you are still here. Did we just become best friends? I love that you decided to hang out with me today. Know that all this continues over at the Finding Faith Above Insiders Facebook group where the best conversations about today's podcast happen. This is about connection with others, just like you on this faith journey. And don't forget to check out findingfaithabove.com where you will find all the best resources to help you on this bumpy road of life. Ladies, your purpose in this world is so simple, to know Jesus and to make him known. Make sure to subscribe. Until next time, this is Shelby wishing you all the best in love in Jesus' name.